0: The Boogeyman is based on a story by Stephen King. That's the recent 2023 movie, none of the other six movies that are also called Boogeyman. Let's see if it's worth recommending, besides the fact that it's got Jackie from Yellowjackets in it. Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight, I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim what's up so <laughs> reinvigorated tim i'm not recorded in a little uh, bit he's, he's, uh... yeah so tim's not back full time yet this is uh a little sly like recording we thrown in there being a little cheeky a little, little cheeky <laughs> um, because tim went to see the boogeyman and said go see the boogeyman and we can talk about the boogeyman and i said okay <laughs> I'll go see Boogeyman. So uh we're here so s- excited. S- so our movie podcast. Uh, we talk about a fellow that we watched. It's that simple. We'll start mm-hmm. spoiler free as we always do, but we are indeed going to talk about the Boogeyman, which is currently in the cinemas.
1: Mm-hmm. And it is stars so Will it be for long? I mean <laughs> flash spider virus transformers uh <laughs> I, I doubt it. I'm, I'm
0: pretty sure today is the last possible day i could have seen yeah. it i think it's <laughs> yeah. gone tomorrow at my local <laughs> uh cinema but uh so yeah this comes from the director of of what was that called host, host? Well, yeah the mm-hmm. the, the, pan, the early pandemic movie where they're all on zoom like it was the director who did that uh, <laughs> rob savage and it stars sophie thatcher uh who most people will probably know from yellow jackets she plays Jackie mm-hmm. on that show. Um, and then, so she's like the teenage daughter. We've got a dad played by Chris who You've probably seen in things. He's one of those guys that pops up a lot. Mm-hmm. And then there's the little sister who's the
1: other main character. And yeah. Young Princess Leia. A... Is she? Uh, yeah. She's a uh, young Princess Leia in the uh, Obi-Wan uh, series. <laughs> Ah, she probably wants to forget she did that. That's that's a, yeah. that's a stain <laughs> her. on her yeah. on photography.
0: Uh, frankly, <laughs> yes. So it, you know, it's
1: a it's a typical supernatural. And uh, you got the uh, polka dot man from a Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, he, he that is true. He was in that. Although I think I will always remember him from the Dark Knight because he's the guy right. <laughs> that uh, Harvey Dent interrogates at one point, and he's got like a really mm-hmm. creepy look on him. Uh... He's just Super got, small part, but very memorable. Yeah, he's got one of those faces where he's just got a bit of a like, intense look to him, uh, which I'm sure he's mm-hmm. turning on a bit for the camera because he
1: always seems to take these roles where, yeah, he's yeah. So he's a he's a bona fide uh, a horror fan, it seems like, uh, and comic book fan because he he actually writes a comic book called uh, Count Crowley, which uh, is actually pretty good. I'd recommend it. Oh, um, it's kind of about like you know like a, a jaded alcoholic horror host who. You know, surprise finds out monsters are real and then fight some. Uh, but uh, it's it's fun. It's a good little book. Oh, very good. Uh,
0: so yeah. Uh, so <laughs> as for the premise, you know, it's just a an evil presence that comes out of the closet in the dark and kills mm-hmm. kids and well, the whole family really is the is the idea. Mm-hmm. And you know, we have the slow build of like the kids be starting to become aware of it and uh the threat rises I, you know that's basically i don't really want to say anything else it's you know it's, mm. it's 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 the setup is pretty simple and typical of the supernatural you know something spooky's in the house coming to kill you genre <laughs> which is the official <laughs> my name, favorite genre yeah, of the genre uh so yeah we'll, we'll get into it so tim how would you uh, feel about this one
1: uh, so i was actually pretty excited going into this um I, I think we must have talked about it when we did kind of our uh beginning of the year episode of what we're looking forward to <clears throat> and uh the one thing you didn't mention is that this is based on a stephen king story so obviously you know i'm the I'm huge stephen king fan on the podcast um it's a it was just a short story uh that's in uh, i believe it's the the night shift collection uh it was originally published in uh i want to say cavalier magazine which is like a men's magazine which i don't know if you know that about stephen king but like uh, a lot of his early writing career when he would sell uh short horror stories to like um like different like men's adult magazines which is kind of funny um oh I, like I, wait adult magazine like I, so it was like naked ladies on one page and then you go to the next page <laughs> and then page like children just... of the core on the next page like <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't really understand like where the uh mm-hmm yeah where the <laughs> the i don't know i i i guess where the juxtaposition would come like where you think like uh oh yeah like um someone's probably gonna want to look at naked ladies and then also like have to like this really like compelling <laughs> scary story uh, afterwards but I, um, it, it brings
0: a new dimension to the old joke of i read it for the articles you're like no no, no stephen <laughs> king wrote a story in this one like, that's why i bought it it's, it's not for the tits i swear yeah <laughs>
1: um i actually do have one issue of uh playboy <clears throat> that um has a, a short hellboy <laughs> comic in it, <laughs> what a weird
0: um, like. I actually believe you got that for the
1: Hellboy story because you're, you're, you're Hellboy daft, but um, it, that is true. I, I am Hellboy daft, um, but uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, it's based on Stephen King's story, so that got me excited, and then uh, I, I like Rob Savage, so like you said, he did host, which was really really good, um, you know, directorial debut, um, uh, just. Yeah, really tight short little film that really uh what do you call it like you know uh made good work of its you know premise and its limitations you know all being done on zoom <clears throat> uh and then his follow up dash cam was okay um i don't think we did on the show but yeah i've not um, seen dash cam uh, it's <clears throat> it's kind of like a typical found footage movie but i mean it's done well enough there's some controversy cuz like they he the main character is like this kind of right wing uh, person and i guess like the person they got to play in, is kind of like that person in real life so um uh, there there's like some controversy but i mean uh you know if you don't mind that if you just watch it it's like you know whatever it, it's in okay enough i found footage movie. Yeah, I, some I, people really like it but i, I don't I wanna, think it's a great
0: but i, I, I want to say that came out on your first paternity leave and that's why it that probably, sounds about it probably right. got overlooked
1: yeah. because of that yeah <clears throat> um so, so I I don't love that one, but I also didn't hate it. But, you know, I, the director still has enough, like, good graces for me that I was excited, you know, for his next project. Um, And then I actually also had, like, some friends who saw an early screening of this and said they really liked it as well and thought it was, like, really creepy and everything. So going into this, uh, well, actually, let's say uh, before it came out, I was really excited. And then reviews started to trickle in, and it started getting more kind of meandering, like, average, middle-of-the-road kind of... The road, kinda. Uh, reviews and stuff so i was deflated a little bit but i still wanted to see it enough which is you know hence why <clears throat> you yeah, know i went out to the the theater uh and asked if you wanted to uh as well so uh finally uh so what did i think of the movie um yeah i thought it was kind of bad oh, uh no. <laughs> i it, it's not the worst thing in the world like i've i've definitely seen worse but uh i do think this you know has a lot of the generic hollywood uh horror tropes that you know we kind of <laughs> wrinkle our noses at a lot you know I, I mean we're talking about you know uh crappy like you know dream sequences a lot of you know jump scares oh, um you have no yeah. idea how
0: much i rolled my eyes when when there was the wake up after you know, something jumpy happens and oh no wake up it was just a
1: dream but yeah we're, we're pretending it wasn't but it was yeah um i i will <laughs> say the the stuff that maybe kind of elevates it a little bit for me and keeps it you know from you know from me being like oh i i hate it it sucks is like <clears throat> you know i do think you have a really good cast which helps a lot um and you know i i still think you know savage is a good enough director that you know i, I don't have as much qualms about <clears throat> some of the uh direction and whatnot but Uh, Yeah, uh, I'm I'm getting choked up just (laughs) because... It's so emotional, thinking about your your time with this film.
0: You can't help but get emotional. I mean, I'll I'll jump in and just be like, yeah, I didn't like it very much. It's Mm. like, I I think right from the get-go, I wasn't that excited for it because it looked kind of generic and it looked like kind of the sort of thing that I've... I mean, we really, but like, I know I have been kind of sick of now for a long time with these types of movies that all feel like they're basically cookie cutter and feel the same but yeah i was hoping it would have its own little twist on it it was was, i was hoping it would have its own little uh like gimmick or whatever to to separate it from the supernatural there's a demon in the house coming after people and someone in the house doesn't believe the other characters type of thing right because we've seen this you know a hundred probably a thousand times at this point let's be honest and but as it was playing out I was kind of waiting for it to have its you know, its scares that stood out because I think ultimately if you're going to do one of these stories, either you have to have a fun gimmick with how the horror in the story works or you have to really, really, really care about the characters and have good direction in the scary scenes and I think ultimately everything in this is pretty just kind of mediocre. I wouldn't say any of those things that I just said are really terrible but I also don't think any of them stand out or are particularly good. I like so- Sophie Thatcher well enough. Um, there's a couple of funny things with a little girl that, I, that gave me a good chuckle that I'll mention later, but yeah, I, I was, like, I think by the end, like I, I was sort of just kind of lukewarm in the middle for like half the movie and then I think it got worse as it went because I, I thought it had some like, I, I won't say, I guess mm-hmm. it's pacing, but it's, mm-hmm. it had this problem for me where it felt like- but It's it, not super long too, like, no, it's not. But it had this hmm. problem for me where it felt like it wasn't crescendoing correctly. Where it felt like at certain points in the middle where we should be heightening things up and things should be like going deeper into the horror world. We were kind of like pulling mm. away from that and doing more like teenage drama stuff. And then when we did oh, yeah. and then when we did kind of catapult back into the horror for the third act, it felt like well you've not really I don't know. I've just I'm not here for this now. You've you've not set this stuff <laughs> enough. Um it it I will say it does kinda circumvent the the research scene trope by way of mm. having a previous victim that they can go talk to yeah. instead. Uh, There's no, like, Google or, like, library microfiche scene. No. Um <laughs> But that said, though, I do think all that stuff with the previous victim is is some of the There's... worst stuff in the movie. <laughs>
1: so it's just oh, not, yeah. it's not for the better. And then, And there's so much, like, dumb character choices in this movie where, like, uh, there's so many points where I was asking, like, all right, why is this character doing that? Like, they should be smarter than that. Um, Also, like, with the the entity or monster or whatever, I I had, like, so many questions of, like, how do they know that about this? Mm. (laughs) And, like, uh, also, like, what are the rules to this thing? It doesn't really seem to... The
0: rules, Tim! Thank you! The rules! The rules are very poorly (laughs) defined. And even the ones
1: they kind of do define, they don't use like in any interesting yeah. way one thing i did kind of like which uh I, I was curious if this made you laugh as well but this is another one of these movies that uh, i feel like you like to reference like with halloween 4 where you just have these over-the-top bullies yeah like yes <laughs> yes oh
0: god and that oh that's the other problem actually cause it's funny I, I mean i thought of this because you said halloween 4 and i started hearing and he's an orphan. And he's an orphan. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh yeah. So a big plot point of this movie is that or you know a setup of the movie is that the main family, the characters have just lost their mother like a month ago in a car crash. So much like in this like I you know, I, I like Megan well enough and I, I thought that was better than this. But one of my like <laughs> slight critiques of that movie is that it was a bit depressing. In a movie that we're here for the fun killer robot, we have this depressing, oh, was a kid depressed about her, her mum dying and this kind of has that problem as well, where the tone is so, like, dour because it's, you know, all mm. these people getting over the death of a loved one for, right from the start. And I'm like, ah, like, are we really doing this? Like, you have to really be good with your character writing to make me give a shit about this because it's just such a
1: depressing, like, tone to start with. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to put my foot down right here and I'm just going to say I'm, I'm done with... You know, the horror trauma movies where, like, (laughs) the, yeah, it's, um, i didn't like it when smile did it and i don't like it when this movie mm. did it when it's like well yeah there's a monster but really the real monster is the trauma that we spread well, <laughs> like, no, I, mean, like, oh. I
0: like there being layers you know i you know when we talked about evil dead movies i love talking mm-hmm. about how evil dead 2013 is really about the addiction and i love talking you know like mm-hmm. but i think if it's done well yeah like, but yes. I, I think here it's so on the nose and mm-hmm. like there's a moment like in the at the end of the movie that I can I kind of saw it coming to an extent but the actual specific way it happened made me like I had to hold back a laugh uh, and, the th- <laughs> and you don't want me to be holding back a laugh because what you did was so over the yeah. top um, that I, you know so like we'll get into all that in spoilers obviously. Uh, one thing I do want to say though we said it circumvents like having the you know the, the, the cliche research scene although there is something that's almost like a research scene which made me laugh just because it was really specific to well me uh, so at one point uh, sophie thatcher uh, earlier on before she even really knows that there's spooky stuff going on she is watching like a psychic on youtube but it, ha- it just so happened that the psychic mm. woman on youtube was scottish and i started kind of chuckling <laughs> to myself because i'm like Oh, she's watching a Scottish person on YouTube. This is weird. I don't know how you feel about this. This is your research scene in the movie. It's like someone watching streams after midnight to research their ghost.
1: (laughs) And I just I got a chuckle out of that. I did think of you during that scene. Oh as well. That's sweet. That's sweet. I was like, "Is that Pete's mum?" <laughs> did <he> get? <laughs> Why are you doing English accent? Because <laughs> uh, Rob Savage is English. <laughs> <So> <laughs> oh, is that right? I, okay. I presume. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Mm, very good. I think. I think yes. Well, I mean,
0: uh, the host mm. was all English characters, pretty much, yeah. right? So, mm. uh, so I think so. But anyway, um, so. Yeah, I think I don't think any of the scares are uh, like. Honestly, there was moments in this film, and this is not necessarily a critique that this film deserves necessarily more than others. It just so happened that I'm like I'm so like sick of these now that there was moments in this movie where I was noticing that as it was building up to a scare and someone was looking down a hallway or creeping around and like something spooky was maybe going to happen in a minute and the music was going with the strings where I was just sort of starting to think like. Even this music is so like interchangeable. Like this sounds the exact mm. same as any other you know, movie like this, where there's, there's strings going as someone's looking around and something spooky is about to happen. And it's not that this movie's any more guilty of it than the other ones that I'm saying that, it, that it's the same as. But it's the sort of thing where I just like I was the fact that I was sitting thinking about that during one of these scenes in the middle of the movie, kind of just shows the problem that I'm just like
1: this is like they all oh, feel sure. like the same movie at this point. <laughs> Um so No, I mean I, I I agree. Yeah, it's I was thoroughly underwhelmed yes. <laughs> by it.
0: Yeah. That's the best way to put it. It's just really really underwhelming. And I do that as a couple of stupid things towards the end. Uh they that they, did great me a little. But uh we'll get we'll get into all the specifics as we, as we get into yeah. the spoilers. Um I'm just I'm trying to think
1: if there's any positive notes I want to end on <laughs> before we go into spoilers, because I don't know yeah. if there is. Yeah, I mean again the <laughs> I, the most positive thing i can probably say is the um you know yeah as again the cast is um yeah I, I think you know for the most part pretty good um oh, and uh, I, I don't know if you had a lot of people in your theater but i had like a decently uh packed theater which did kind of make it kind of enjoyable uh like <laughs> just because like there's some people like laughing and shouting, shouting out which you usually i don't you know enjoy in a movie but this it kind of made it fun uh like there was a a, a very specific scene which uh, i I think a lot of people came out this while well, probably like oh yeah that's like you know the 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 big scary moment uh that you know is gonna be remembered for the movie which i'll just say it's the like the red light uh therapy scene mm. uh but <laughs> like uh, during that you see like uh a, a flash of someone and like someone in the theater just yelled out you creepy bitch <laughs> and <laughs> that just kind of made me laugh uh, <laughs> um and uh oh and, and there was a, a another part too like when uh the bully gets maybe a little bit of, like that comeuppance like <laughs> a lot of people like started clapping which is kind of funny uh, so, I, I I don't know, the, the, there's a little bit of uh, stuff like that scene with the crowd uh, that I kind of enjoyed. I, uh, and- I,
0: on that subject, I had a very... So, there was maybe, like, six or seven people other of me mm-hmm. in the theater. Um, one pair of people was, like, a middle-aged mother and her teenage daughter who I only noticed because they walked out halfway through. <laughs> and it was the sort of thing where they got up and like both of them are going together and taking their bags, and I'm like, I think they're walking out. I don't think they're coming back. And I remember being jealous and thinking, oh, I wish I could just leave. But I need to talk about it on the show. I can't leave. Uh, there was also a couple of teen girls up the back of the cinema who a couple times in the movie took photographs with the flash on. So you just saw this like flash, like in the, in the movie theater, which n- normally would infuriate me, but, but the point it was happening, I was so out of the movie. Like I knew I didn't yeah, like whatever. it. So I was like, well, whatever you're, you're spacing this up a little bit, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, there was hardly anyone there. It was a, it was a dead mm-hmm. showing. Um, and annoyingly there was no early showing. So I had to pay for a full price ticket, which especially cut Oof. deep on this one, honestly. Yeah. It's fine if I like the
1: movie, but this this hurt more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like none of the theaters you have near you, like they don't do any like, uh, like membership programs. Like we get like, you know, twenty five dollars a month, and you can see as many movies as you want or anything like that. Like, uh, no, there are cl- like the, there is ones that offer that, but they're far away
0: enough that the travel negates uh, the savings, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, uh, I do have like a membership thing that uh, gets me some credit back every time. Like so, I, like mm. when I had to go see Transformers: Rise of the Beasts recently for Ace, I got to see that for free. Had we... to see. <laughs> I did, yeah. But you know, it was the new one, and we did all the previous ones. That was that was like a good couple of months of torture, to be honest. Like, that was that was that was a gauntlet. <laughs> yes. I had to see Boogeyman as well. (laughs) Because you're making me see Boogeyman, you think, oh, that's justified. Yeah, you have to see that.
1: Uh, Well, not to mention, too, um, I saw uh, quite a number of horror trailers before the movie that I was like, oh, we're going to see that. We're going to see that yeah uh, i had that same feeling <laughs> but almost all of them i also had the i don't want to though i don't want to though do you know what like what is this did you get the trailer for uh what was this movie a haunting in venice i did <laughs> did you get that one do you was know so weird is that started off and i'm like okay it's a horror movie with a bit of an impressive mm.
0: cast and then eventually you see kenneth branagh with the mustache and i'm like wait is this a power power <laughs> Poirot, how do you say this yeah. man Poirot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah is this one of his and it is you know that's one of the famous stories but they're actually it seems like they're actually treating it like a horror movie despite the fact that it's the third in a series of like these mystery movies that are could, I, I didn't see the second one but I saw mm. uh, murder in the orient express when that came out okay and, you, know, it's, it's, you know it's not a horror movie right <laughs> I assume death in the nile wasn't either but now we have Hunted in Venice, and it it looks like
1: they're actually going for... like. It looked like a horror movie to me. I mean, yeah. I think we might have to do it, which means we might have to go back and do <laughs> the other two.
0: What? We can't do
1: it! I, I'm not on board with this. If
0: anything, I got relieved at the end because I went, oh, we don't have to do this thing because it's the sequel to a non-horror movie. I was like, great, get out close. I got that. I got uh, Take My Hand, or whatever that
1: one's called with the the hand yep. Yep. ritual. Yep. And but I think people are saying it's supposed to be good? I don't know. like, oh, hopefully. kind so-so yeah. to me, but uh, it's getting some buzz. What was, the, what was that one? I got a third one. I got I got none, too. I didn't get none, too. Oh, I got Insidious okay. 5. That's
0: what it was, which is, oh, yeah, I which, got which is getting close. That's early July. Where, oh, yeah. You know? Spoiler
1: alert, we'll probably <laughs> do that one, too. I think, I think we're
0: going to try and squeeze that in. Um, yeah. And then, by that point, it shouldn't be too long until we're back doing regular recordings and Sure. Bonus episodes. Tim, sounds, yeah. <laughs> Tim doesn't sound like he wants to, but he's doing it, damn it. The patrons are gasping for bonus content, Tim. Gasping. Oh, really? I'll give him some bonus <laughs> Don't call it bo-co. <laughs> Oh, What was the other thing you said the other day that annoyed me? Oh, you called Shudder Shuds. <laughs> S-H-U-D-Z shuds stop, stop trying to make these re- you are like that character in Mean Girls except you've got a new thing every week that you're trying to get over
1: uh, I mean, um you know eventually I'll find the thing that'll just it'll make us pop <laughs> and that's what we'll be known for and, uh, oh, and I, uh, I, we'll, I, we'll be happy I, I don't want to be known for Boko I don't want this podcast to be known for
0: Boko <laughs> Or shuds or whatever other <laughs> stupid things you've said in time all right should we get into the spoilers for the movie man i think we probably should um let's do it all right spoilers from here and forth you've been warned uh the, the movie opens what you know turns out to be one of the murders of the previous mm. family but it's you know it's a creepy scene with a kid in a crib uh and like a voice coming from the closet and then uh you know obviously it's just a spatter of blood but it, eventually Mm -hmm. strikes but you know it kills off a kid technically in the first scene which i guess is slightly Mm -hmm. ballsy um yeah yeah but i I think like i I was a little let down by this scene which i know sounds weird to say for an opening scene but i think like i was hoping that the movie was going to convince me that i should be excited for the rest and i don't think it did that Mm -hmm. you know
1: (laughs) you weren't like yeah baby died let's go (laughs) (laughs) well no but i was hoping like
0: like I mean, I'll just say it. The boogeyman himself is like just mm-hmm. a generic-looking CG thing. When you eventually see him, you don't see a lot of him. Admittedly, they hold him back for a long time, but like, there's nothing special about him.
1: Yeah. Uh. So I was pretty bummed. Uh. Because they, I had heard like Rob Savage uh, like, on some podcasts and stuff, and he had said that <clears throat> they went to the creature designer who did the creature in uh, the ritual, which. If you remember that, it had oh, such yeah. a cool and unique design that I was like, oh, hell yeah, like the boogeyman going to be like some weird messed up like <laughs> looking thing. And then it's like, yeah, it just ends up looking like this really just kind of generic CGI thing that <laughs> uh, I, I guess maybe one thing that's kind of effective is they keep it in the dark a lot of the time, which I guess yeah. um, kind of, you know, helps it. But when, when you do see it, it does look like a little silly. It's just, it does the same thing. It opens its mouth really wide. You
0: know, it's Mm. the same shit. Like That's just how I felt a lot throughout this movie. I just feel like I was seeing tropes from movies from the past 10 or so years just over and over again. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so that kind of sets things up. And then we cut to our main family. Uh, We have teen daughter, played by Sophie Thatcher. She's like 17 or whatever in high school. Uh, The little sister's like, I don't know, eight or something. I don't know what age she's supposed to be. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I have no idea. The, the ages all blur together, honestly, to me. Uh, I only know like the ages of like my kids, so like I, I could probably pick out a two-year-old, but <laughs> an- anything above that, I have no idea. A two and uh, how many months? Uh, he would be about two and three months at this point. No, no I mean the younger kid. Like how many? Oh, the other oh, younger in? one, uh, about four months. Four yeah. months. Okay. Okay. I was going to say that, that yeah. new
0: kid's not fo- uh, two yet. <laughs> the <Don't, laughs> way that time has passed, <laughs> uh, it's freaking me out. Tim, every time someone mentions that it's been, you know, ten years since X movie, they don't, don't hit me with. Oh, jeez, yeah. Your, your your second kids already too. Um <laughs> So no, like so we we get the the sadness. You know, the dad's a psychologist. The older daughter and the younger daughter are both going back to school for the first time since the accident mm-hmm. happened uh so there's a lot of sa- apparently like there's a-, a therapy appointment this dad has with a patient because he's got like a home therapy office he's got um, a patient before he takes his kids to school at the start of the movie and i thought that was like whoa how early was this appointment <laughs> especially yeah. since i think school in the u.s typically starts like an hour earlier than what i'm used to like school starts like 8 a.m for you guys like
1: in most states doesn't that uh yeah uh why it's in preschool which starts at about eight uh yeah, and I, I think like yeah regular school is about the sa- same same <laughs> yeah school was always about nine uh for me starting
0: so but even even the idea of like having an appointment with a patient at like you know seven
1: thirty <laughs> before you take your kids yeah. to school like an hour later just sounds insane to me <laughs> yeah like what is he doing like he, he must like have to get up at like at the very least at like six to like know get dressed and showered and stuff because you can't like if you're a psychologist you can't like you know be all like schlubby and in your pajamas and stuff like when your, your uh, yeah coming. of course and it doesn't sound like it's an emergency appointment like the woman was having like a mm. breakdown and had to
0: see him it, you know it feels like a casual you know this the next appointment kind of thing mm. i don't know that, that was i mean it's not really a big deal it's just something that annoyed what, what it would have happened
1: hey maybe she was in the mob What? Remember, like that sh- you know like that show The Sopranos where the, the mob guy goes to a therapist? What does that have to do with an early appointment? I don't know, I was making a joke. <laughs> <laughs> you never watched The Sopranos? I actually haven't, no. I'm familiar with the, the, the basic premise, but I've never watched The Sopranos. Okay. Well, I, I've never watched it either, but <laughs> I, th- I think it's still a good joke. <laughs> I have seen Analyze
0: This, though, which is effectively the same thing, just more of a comedy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, what was the deal with that? Did they steal the idea? Was that like a Walking Dead, twenty eight days later scenario where like someone came up with the idea first? But it, was, it was just kind of like parallel thinking. It
0: was around a very similar time; like they weren't that far mm-hmm. apart. The start of The Sopranos and analyzed This must have been within like a year or two of each other. Yeah. Ah, who knows? Well,
1: <laughs> well. Do you think we should go to therapy? <laughs> Couples therapy,
0: yes. <laughs> we absolutely need that all right so yeah so so we see you know the teen girl uh so i'll I'll call her sadie because that's her
1: name uh she goes (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll call her this uh because that's her name yeah
0: (laughs) well just instead of saying sophie thatcher the teen girl over and over again i'll actually just call her sadie uh the woman (laughs) the female (laughs) shut up right she she goes to school and she tries to ignore everyone and Mm. she finds like the lunch she had in her locker the day like her mum died so it's like all moldy and disgusting and and whatnot and basically fine to me uh, of course it did uh (laughs) but she ends up having an altercation with like this kind of bully character who's trying to tell her to like oh is it really healthy move on. <laughs> yeah is it healthy that you're wearing your mom's dress shouldn't you try to move on i'm like it's her first day back and you're judging her <laughs> for, for 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 still
1: having like you know memories of her mom or whatever i just feel like it. yeah the, the movie tries to play it like so serious but i don't know like to me it was like so over the top that it's kind of funny like you know yeah. it, again like we've talked about these kind of bullies where it's like yeah are you really gonna be bullying like this kid whose parents died and it wasn't like it didn't seem like she was like some nerdy outcast person that like no you know would get bullied anyway like it's just like a very regular kid also like i never understood like what her like relationship to these characters were like were they friends before or like she kind of mentions before like the one other girl she was like friends with and then it seems like she got a little bit more popular but then she's also like well these are your friends too and I don't know. They seem like they all hate her. Like yeah. probably even more after her mom died. <laughs> like... Yeah, it seems like her best friend kind of
0: developed this new group of friends, and is still trying to keep touch with with Sadie. But ultimately, it's it's there's all this conflict where everyone else doesn't seem to like mm-hmm. her, especially this blonde kid who uh, yeah. seems to actually try to aggravate her. I think yeah. What's weird about this is that I just, I, I like, I'm okay. Get, depending on the tone, having something that doesn't feel that real. But if you're doing the oh, we're doing the sad, the parent died, we're going mm-hmm. for kind of, like, we're trying to connect to these characters. Like, mm-hmm. it, it just... I feel like the real scenario that happens if some, someone has if someone's in high school and they have a parent who dies, mm-hmm. and whether they're back in a week or back in a month, I feel like, if anything, people will just kind of awkwardly try to stay away except people who know her and yeah. try to talk mm-hmm. to her. Like, I don't know, I just... I feel like... Making these comments as just movie comical like teen villain of like yeah <laughs> I, I don't know yeah just it, it rubbed me kind of the wrong way but she ends up mm. like it's actually Sadie who pushes her but it ends up like squishing the bag of uh the old lunch and it goes all down her mum's dress that she was wearing mm. to go back to school um and, like anyway actually before we go any further I should probably just like mm. outline what this movie's doing right just so the dad is avoiding talking about the mother, which is a bit ironic because he's a therapist. Um, And when he even takes the two girls to it, like their therapist, like the therapist for them is like, hey, you have to talk to them about their dead mom. He's like, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> like, <right? laughs> so the whole thing is that they're like, the trauma, as you put it earlier, of the dead mother and the grief of the dead mother is like pushing them all apart and the dad's not wanting to talk about it and the kids are basically having to deal with it on their own and the boogeyman represents this like force of the mm-hmm. of the trauma that they have to like take care of and to the point where like there's some really on the nose stuff later on in the movie where mm-hmm. when the dad's in danger like sadie's saying to her little sister don't worry we're not going to lose him to right we're not going <laughs> to lose him to the grief right it, cause, yeah i think that's the word that i was thinking when i was watching the movie it was not trauma mm-hmm. i was thinking of the grief like that's what well, yeah. it's the same thing basically you know uh so, uh, that's basically what it's doing, and I am saying that because there's, there's a lot of points throughout this movie where it's kind of, like, hitting you over the head with its uh, analogy that mm. it's working with. Um, yes. <laughs> and, yeah. So, I, I appreciate the attempt uh, to that, but it's so on the nose at points that it's just, it feels really yeah, forced. It,
1: yeah, it just, it, it did not work for me at all, like, especially with this type of movie it's like you know sometimes like a monster can just be a monster like just have like dumb fun with it like it's the boogeyman you know like i'm not expecting uh, a serious meditative movie i think think that's that's problem number
0: one is the use of the word boogeyman especially when it's said out loud (laughs) because at first i thought they weren't going to actually ever say it it's just like that's what the movie's called Mm -hmm. for marketing purposes but there is the scene where someone eventually actually says it and calls them that and even <laughs> even though they try to play it... Cause so, that, so just to jump ahead here. So Sadie, when she starts to suspect that something supernatural is going on and the whole thing with this other family, the previous victim, uh, is that the dad <coughs> of that family comes to the house for therapy. Uh, but he kind of doesn't come with an appointment. He just kind of barges his way in. He, he literally breaks into the house and then, like, you know, daddy therapist will... He's like, okay, I'll see you. Sit down. Let's talk about what happened. And he's like, yeah, everyone thinks I killed my kids because they died one after the other. And obviously this makes mm. Will you know, nervous because he's acting kind of stressed and like is talking about how everyone thinks he killed his kids. Um, but he he ultimately dies in their house in the closet. And it's the boogeyman that gets him, but it looks mm. like a suicide. It looks like he hung himself in one of their closets. So this is like a, another traumatic event that they all go through. But when supernatural mm-hmm. stuff starts happening and Sadie finds, like, the recorder of the interview and the, he's talking about this force that comes from the closet, this thing that's killing people. And it kind of lines up with what the little sister's saying about what she's scared of. She goes to the the, the family's house, right, where the previous like, story happened. And she mm-hmm. runs into the wife of the family, who's now the only living member of this previous family. And she's got a shotgun. She's got lights and candles <laughs> everywhere. And I'm like, okay, you're trying to set up rules. Now, admittedly, the rules that this being is like held back with light and like you have to keep the light on mm-hmm. it does feel a little bit like we've been here and done this a lot recently in the last yep. like, decade. You know, Lights Out was an mm-hmm. example. Um, <laughs> you go further back to even something like Pitch Black. It's not a bad mechanic. It's a solid mechanic to use. The
1: movie the- doesn't really do anything with it, though, I would say. Right. Uh, So, I mean, the thing that bugs me about it is, all right, so you're you're setting up some type of, like, rule or boundary, so that's interesting, but also it feels like it doesn't matter because it feels like the boogeyman can just, like, make a light bulb burn out or a candle flicker and go away that, like, you know, (laughs) it it seems very ineffective. Yeah, it never feels
0: like there's actually a good use of it where the characters can actually utilize Mm -hmm. it to to try and outsmart the boogeyman or whatever you want to call it. But anyway, I was building up to this because I think this this character, uh, the wife here, is the worst character in the movie. I think... Oh, for sure. <laughs> she's so over the top, she's doing like, the graph
1: like, you better hope you never find out what this thing is. And mm. the moment where... It's I'm gonna a- be cryptic, even though I really should be telling you a lot of stuff yeah. right now so that you're prepared, but you know what? <laughs> I'm just not gonna say anything. And then there's a close-up of her face <laughs> when she's like,
0: they called it the boogeyman. And... They try and play it, like, Sadie, uh, her reaction, where she kind of looks at mm. her like, are you for real? Um, and then she's like, "Like, yeah, I used to look at my kids when they said that too, but now I learned the hard <laughs> way not to. Like, even though they try to play it, like, Sadie reacts like that's a ridiculous thing to say, it doesn't mm. stop it from just being lame. Like, it's still just lame. It doesn't matter yeah. if the character thinks it's a bit lame too, in this case, because immediately the other character's like, no, you're going to believe by the end of this movie that this thing is real, and it's the most terrifying mm. thing ever. Like they should have never used the name. Like I, I don't think they should have even called the name the Boogeyman. I think it just it carries. I don't know. It just it carries this like history and weight to it. That's just like this. It's the silly thing that people talk about, and yeah. that's kind of the point. Is that why you make it scary. Like it works Halloween, right? Cause in Halloween, right? Because in Halloween, obviously, it's not about the Boogeyman, but having the kid think he's the Boogeyman works as like a, right. a, a cute <laughs> way for like a kid's perspective. But actually, saying this thing is the legitimate boogeyman. And then the mm. actress, or and I, I, I don't want to shit the actress, it's not her fault. But then the character mm. goes on to talk about oh, and you know, I use candles because fire. Is the first thing. <laughs> this is what the cavemen use to fight what back are you against about? the boogeyman. <laughs> and I'm like, shut up! This is so stupid. You're monologuing about cavemen and fire
1: right now. It is it's um, like, how do you know? How, like, how do you know this? Like, the, like, no one knows anything about this like creature. Like, it's, it's such bullshit. So this is instead of the research scene,
0: which I mm. guess a slight thumbs up for that. But the scene itself is so bad mm. and so
1: ham-fisted that I just... Oh. It also, like, makes it kind of... Like, it reminds me a lot of, like, It, too, as well, which mm. is, like, granted, you know, that's another Stephen King thing, so maybe it's a little easier to compare it to, but, like, you know, it's like, oh, this, like, you know, creature from long, long ago that, like, feeds on your emotions, it's like... Uh, it just feels really, like, derivative. Yeah. Um That's a good word. It feels very derivative. Th- and this was the
0: yeah. scene where I went from being lukewarm and thinking, I'm just not really that into this, to... Okay, I actively don't like this now. I actually think <laughs> yeah. this is bad, uh, so which is a shame. <laughs> it,
1: well, once you to have that turning point, you're like, yeah, yeah sure, you're gone. And like I just hated too, like the the whole like thing with her going to the house. It just felt like so that that movie thing of like Mm. no real person would do this, especially going by themselves. Like why not have your friend come with you? You know, like well when you're going into like this drives are there. She just doesn't take her in the house. Yeah, (laughs) but like uh, but like the house itself is like you know if you are like a real person like. Going to this house is, like, it's, like, very, like, scary because it's, like, so derelict and, like, it obviously looks like someone is living there, but, like, but you don't know, I, I yeah, again, if they're, like, you know, crazy or, or what. Uh Like, I assume, like, you know, there'd probably be, like, you'd see, like, a homeless person or something like, in there uh, or whatever, but I, I have no idea how she is, like, surviving in this house because it doesn't look like she leaves it, but, like, there's just, like, so many, like, so much trash and, like, dishes and stuff piled up that's like... All right, like in between, like (laughs) trying to hunt down the boogeyman, is she like ordering food and like (laughs) uh, just like not like doing the dishes uh, or whatever? But yeah, it's so funny. She writes her phone number (laughs) down though on the refrigerator, like call me. Like I don't know if I don't know who lives here, but (laughs) call me.
0: Yeah, I Uh, mean, when she went upstairs and there's a bunch of candles and they're all quite small candles, I thought, well, someone has to be here. Otherwise, I'm going to question how all these candles that are almost done are still staying lit. You know, there's there's some questions here with this. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I really hated this stuff. And then to sort of skip ahead again later on, the, this woman does eventually call her right after some other mm. stuff happens, and says, "Hey, I think I can kill it. Do you want to come and help me?" <laughs> and Sadie mm. goes to her, and I'm like, "This woman is so unhinged. This is clearly mm. like she, she's using you for something." And sure enough, as mm. soon as she gets in the house later on in the third act, this woman just grabs her. And like you know, knocks her out, or, or hits her enough to like stun her at least, and like yeah. handcuffs her or ties her to like something because she wants to use her as bait to kill the boogeyman. And b- mm. just before this happens, she's explained like, "Hey, watch the trip wires because she's got like shotguns like lined up all over the house, like ready <laughs> to like shoot this thing." and yeah. i think this th- this bugged me as well because i'm like okay this character is basically a nothing character who's just here for exposition <laughs> and in this scene but it also bugged me because it just kind of like established that okay you're going to have like 10 shotguns fire at it and then it's going to be okay <laughs> so you're kind of just like confirming to me that there's not really any way to actually deal with them like you know like he's you know he's 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 fine like he's He's going to be good supernaturally no matter it's kinda like how he can just like make the lights turn off. Like nothing's really
1: going to kill him. So well, like, what's funny is like the way she talks about it. Again, she's very cryptic, but like, she kind of says like, "I, I have a brilliant idea. I think I know how we can kill it." But then, like, her idea is just like, "We're gonna shoot it a bunch." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like... I've, I've got an idea. <laughs> Firepower. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting
0: like some sort of mechanic or rule that she's figured out, but no, yeah. it was it was
1: just yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna NRA it to death. <laughs> 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 oh um, dear. But yeah, I mean, like talk about like y- yeah, like no rules and stuff. Like I don't understand like the the creature feels very like like oh, super supernatural, magi- supernatural and magical like um I I have like is it using closets as like a doorway to transport to like other places or whatever? I don't know how it gets from like house to house. But like But it always goes from know, a I, closet, yeah. Yeah. And, is and is it, he it's... at the yeah the Monsters <coughs> Inc. like factory? Yeah, yeah, yeah it just exactly. Just going through doors. Is that what's happening here?
0: <laughs> this is actually just like one of his team members. This is you know, Sully and whatever the other one was called. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh I, I have no idea. Like 'cause at at times it feels like it wants you to think like it's this supernatural being that has these powers that can go here to here, but then other times, yeah, it kind of makes it feel like oh yeah it's just a thing you can punch or light on fire like anything else it's just
0: in the room it's just in the darkness so we can't see it kind of thing um yeah i honestly the big thing for me is not like you've set up the light rule so stick to it and make them use that and it feels like they don't really do that which kind of sucks um and i know, we're kind of just like sticking thematically to the thing we're talking about so i do want to bring up so the the caveman fire thing is actually set up (laughs) so there's two things that set up something at the end right um, mm-hmm. And there was this feeling in it of the third act where I'm like, oh god, this is going to be one of these movies where the ghost of the dead mom somehow helps the win <laughs> at the end. Because there's a moment earlier on when she's looking through her mom's stuff, Mercedes finds her later, and she like, you know, turn, you know, flicks it on, and she's like, "Mom, if you're here, like, move the the flame to the left." And it doesn't mm-hmm. happen. It's like a spooky thing instead, right? So that mm-hmm. sets it up. And then there's also the yeah, caveman fought this thing with fire. Like that was the first t- <laughs> that was the first way people fought back against it and so i'm getting to the third act and the dad's been taking it to the basement and like said he's gonna do it to try and help him and she ends up flicking the lighter open and sure enough the way the mom ends up helping which was so that the pays off both things is that the flame of the lighter like goes huge <laughs> to light up the room and then like properly like fire back and it basically turns into a flamethrower um even even before like she she grabs like an aerosol can and like starts actually using a flamethrower with it. And it's like, okay, okay, that is whatever, right? You're setting that on fire. Um and then when the can runs out, I love that the little sister comes up with like the, the turpentine or whatever it is and starts just like pouring it onto the boogeyman. Yeah. Um, which was one of two moments that I loved uh, about this little girl. So one was her just like going full like psycho here at the end and like pouring, you know, something flammable on the on the monster. The other one was like after the first time something proper creepy happens to her, which I think is the scene from the trailer where she rolls the the, the light ball right. down the hallway and she gets the jump scare. Um, which was which probably one of the scenes you were talking about where it feels like, okay, there's light here, but the boogeyman just smashed the light. So if it can right. just do that, then what the hell? What's, what does it matter? Yeah. Um, but she runs down and goes to see her sister. Uh, and... I laughed at this. I thought this was really funny in like a, a genuine way where her, the little sister like kicks Sadie in the shin in such a strategic <laughs> way that Sadie just goes down to the floor like on her knees and like is in pain. And I thought, get this girl on the John Wick program. That was a precision strike. <laughs> like she she, she guard down with yeah. one swift kick. It was really impressive. Okay. I, I got a, a chuckle out of that um because what i'd expect was someone to like lift up her their leg and start rubbing their shin because it was the heart or something but she just kind of like yeah. strategically goes down i was like oh <laughs> kids got moves like watch out maybe it's all that star wars <laughs> yeah. training i don't know did, did leia uh, yeah.
1: learn martial arts or hand-to-hand combat i don't know she's a yeah decent fighter uh yeah the um yeah we can fight now what do you want uh <laughs> It's two thousand, baby. Yeah, women could fight, but eight-year-old girls is a different matter, Tim. <laughs> um, so uh, one one thing I was gonna say that I I did kind of like, but I don't feel like they ultimately you know do much with is uh, I do like the idea that the uh, boogeyman can kind of like mimic you, and I I feel like oh, they did um, what, nothing with this yeah but like what i kind of liked is it kind of seemed like it was like it has to learn how to do it first because you you kind of hear it like struggling to sound like someone and it kind of feels like mm. it gets better as the movie goes on uh so i thought that was an interesting idea but yeah like you just said it's like it ultimately like they don't do anything like, with it. yeah the very first scene like you hear it do the dad's voice for mm. the, the the
0: child right and it's like hey mm. this is daddy daddy's coming to get you and then obviously the kid mm. dies and it's, okay, it's setting up that it mimics voices. And I'm like, okay, you can do something with that. That can be fun. But I feel like it never really does anything at all with no, it. No yeah. one ever really has a moment with a proper trick. Like, whenever it happens, like, the, the person's always on edge. Like, that doesn't make sense why I'm hearing my dad or I'm hearing someone's voice. Yeah. Um, I guess the obvious thing that it didn't do, I suppose, is do the mum's voice. But I guess that makes sense because mm-hmm. the mum's not here to learn, which I guess is... Yeah, that could that is kind of interesting if they stuck to that and like did something with it, but they you know it's just I don't know. All right. <sighs> so yeah, how'd you go, how'd you go.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know if I, uh, I mean, I guess we're kind of skipping around a little bit, but um, so what do you think about that uh scene at the therapist's office? Because I feel like, I don't know, that's like a scene like people will remember um like uh as being like very creepy, but uh, to me it felt like so set up like. That was my problem. With I couldn't really lo- enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, that was my problem with
0: a lot of the horror in this is that, like, obviously we want them to use, have inventive scares and use their surroundings and items to, like, do fun stuff. But I feel like a lot of the horror in this felt very contrived with, like, like mm. the, the items that were being used or whatever. And this was one case where, because she's scared of the dark, they're doing, like, this weird therapy where they've got, like, a red cube that lights up, but it flashes. So there's, like, a moment of darkness and then a moment of red light. And I just all I could think was like, is this a real therapy technique? Because
1: it feels so <laughs> made up for a horror movie. You know, it doesn't. Oh yeah, because like, mm. it it's one of those things where like it's already scary. Like it would be scary to me as an adult. So why would you use that as like a cure for like an eight year old who's afraid of the dark? Like you know, if an adult is finding it scary, I don't think like. Yeah, that's necessarily a, yeah. a good thing to do for a child. And the therapist, because it's the two sisters together who
0: are getting therapy, and like the therapist mm. is this sweet, you know, middle-aged woman who, who couldn't be more gentle, right? But there's a moment mm. when this red light is flashing on and off, but there's a shot of her
1: looking down at the girl, and she looks so creepy in this red light. And so that, and that's when the yeah, person okay. in the theater yelled out, you creepy bitch. <laughs> but, because it's this low angle
0: shot and they're intentionally doing this thing where she's kind of smelling creepy at her. And it's like, yeah. oh, like, like why, why are we doing it? And fundamentally, one of my problems with these like supernatural demon movies is, is and they kind of mm. actually try and just say this in this movie where, oh, the boogeyman <laughs> likes to play with his food where he like mm-hmm. just wants to like mess with you and scare you until he eventually comes for you. But that's my mm-hmm. problem in all these Supernatural movies, where a lot of the scares feel like none of them like add up or like mean anything. Like, yeah. you know, they're just kind of random scares until it's eventually time for the third act, where he's actually going to properly come after you. Like, the odd good movie will do a thing where it feels like, oh no, it's a gradual thing where it's building up to the thing where it feels you can see what the, the logic is from start to end. Mm-hmm. But this is just, well, no, he likes to mess with the characters until he eventually says, oh, it's time to just like feast on their soul,
1: or whatever it is. Well, see, Pete, what you don't understand is that in the time of the caveman, <laughs> there used to be a thing known... <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, the, uh... <clears throat> was a... Oh, uh, another thing, too, is... um, I'm not sure... I don't know if you got a sense, like how long this movie takes place. Like, it feels like it's a good, you know, amount of days. Uh, But like, to me, like the thing that kind of felt weird is it feels like, oh, at first, like the, the younger sister, uh, Sawyer, I think her name was like, at first it seems like she's a target. She's a danger, but then it kind of seems like it just switches uh, to Sadie. And then it kind of feels like, like, okay, so what, what has Sawyer been doing? Like these last couple of days, like where, you know sadie's been getting like you tormented and scared and stuff like has she just been chilling out and like not trying to like tell people or like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like freaking out like it, it seems like weird that's just kind of like yeah if, all right like is she chill now like <laughs> yeah it feels like he's ignoring her for a little while yeah and obviously the whole mm-hmm. thing is that the dad isn't
0: listening to them and that's a stand-in mm-hmm. for him like trying to ignore their pain until like he's forced to deal with it at the end and then like they all work together and like you know <clears throat> They literally watched the house burn with all the mom's belongings in it to find this is them finally moving yeah. on and like being able to move on with their lives and and whatever, which is all fine. Although it still does mm-hmm. that bullshit thing. Like, this is another super generic thing that I, I really just rolled my eyes at right at the very end. Where we have the scene where they all go to therapy together and the dad's able mm-hmm. to talk about how he feels. And it's like, okay, happy ending, you've solved the trauma. But we have to do the thing where Sadie looks back and the boogeyman might still be in the closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to do that little tease at the end. The yeah, sequel bait or the the one last yeah. scare. And like not every horror movie needs that. And even good movies, like, you know, I'll say it, like the final scene of An Eight on Elm Street, like that's a great movie, obviously. Mm. Great movie. But that mm. ending where Freddy just jumps out for one last scare, is kind of lame. It's just kind of a yeah. stupid tacked on little scene. And yeah. that's been a problem with horror movies since at least the 80s, maybe further back, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like... It If anything, it's just worse now because it's like all these supernatural movies basically do it where they do their one last little scare where maybe the thing's not really defeated, which just makes me go, well, what was the
1: point? <laughs> what was the point of all this if the thing's still there? Yeah. Um, at the very least, at least you don't get a, like a giant CGI monster like leaping out of the camera. True, true. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, the, and the argument is going to be it's symbolic because she slams the door at the
0: end to basically say yeah. hey trauma you don't own me anymore like mm. I, I you know i'm better now like yeah i get like thematically what you could read it as and i think all of that stuff on paper is completely fine and I, mm. I i do like when movies try to add meaning to what what they're doing but when some of it's just so on the nose and over the top and when i don't think this the horror stuff is original or particularly well done and it's all just kind of lukewarm all the stuff mm. where it's like what it means comes across kind of like almost annoying because it's like oh we're we're being smart because we've got all this like subtext and it's like okay I appreciate the attempt yeah. but it doesn't work on a surface level so the the subsurface doesn't satisfy me either you know like like it has to work as the horror movie first and then you have yeah, the totally. layers underneath and sadly it doesn't um, so we we can go back and talk about some other things though because there's a uh, you know, a bunch of stuff there's that was two...
1: glossed over, yeah. Yeah, no, there's two uh, actually uh, big scenes that <laughs> we need to bring up. Um, so, I mean, one is, I mean, I guess it's not super important, but I do want to talk about the scene with her and her friend in the bathroom. <laughs> with her holding hands over the cubicle? yeah there's one thing she says in particular that made me go huh I don't don't know if you agree but like uh you know Sadie's like you know she's you know like despondent and like very sad and she's just on the toilet just kind of like listening to music and whatever and her friend's trying to like cheer her up and get her to talk uh and she says something along the lines of like you know like she's like peering over at the top and like Sadie's kind of like oh come on I'm in the bathroom or whatever and she says something like oh come on we're best friends I've seen you pee a million times (laughs) Like, did that that stand out to you as being kind of weird? Like... (laughs) Uh, I mean, you know, women go to the bathroom... A million times. uh,
0: Women go (laughs) to the bathroom together a lot, I guess. Like, you know, maybe they...
1: <laughs> no, I'm I'm, I'm cracking. I'll leave the doors open and look in the mirror yeah. at each other. Yeah, I'm cracking a joke. Ju- yeah, well yeah, what's the like, even if
0: you're sitting talking to each other while you're both having a piss, you're in different cubicles and otherwise yeah. and if it's not a cubicle then you're at home. So you're just standing in the bathroom mm-hmm. at home while someone's sitting there yeah. having a piss. Like that's that's weird too. Um no i agree that's that's an odd thing well this was actually one of my problems with when i talked about the momentum and the crescendo of the horror i feel like at this point in the movie where we're sort of deep in act two we should be like rank you know cranking up the horror part of it right and instead we have to like take this like almost break to be like hey this i'll bring the girls over we'll spend it you know we'll have a you know a a party together and you know you realize that you're still friends with them which was annoying just from the perspective like okay it's obviously going to go bad and they're all going like Oh, we're we're yeah. going to have the awkward ending where they all pick on her and it's going to be, and, you know, shit
1: for her. like, you know, like, and no one's taking this boogeyman seriously. Like if you have a boogeyman in your house and you invite like four or five of your friends over, I'm sorry, you're a shit friend. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd be like, hey, let's yeah, let's have a night out, but let's do it at your house. Okay. Like, you know, I, I get a boogeyman of mine. Yeah honestly the most interesting thing about all this is that the little sister was told by her dad hey we're
0: going to give your big sister a chance to like you know, have a nice night so you can play playstation all night he said that right oh, yeah. and being a nerd i was looking to see if the controller was actually a playstation controller because like movies do that all the time where they just use the wrong one um yeah. honestly i could never actually it was in the dark but they do this thing where she's playing a game that whenever she fire i i didn't recognize the
1: game but whenever... I do. Oh, you do? Okay, go on. What is it? Yeah, uh, it's it's a game called Pathless, which it wasn't a big game, but ah. it was from, like, the same people that did, like, uh, you know, Journey and Abzu. Oh, okay, if you, uh, okay. Yeah. You know. um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, I only know it because, uh, I, yeah, I really liked uh, Abzu, and then uh, I bought Pathless, and it's not bad, but I never got uh, as into it as the yeah. other games. Well, she's
0: got this weapon in the game, wherever she fires it, the screen lights up because like a firework goes off or something like that. Um, yeah to be fair this is kind of a fun mechanic like you know this is a fine mechanic but i I, it's very contrived like a lot of the other scares in the movie Mm -hmm. though because all i could think was you're scared of the dark so why are you sitting (laughs) playing the video game in an otherwise completely dark room where the only light source is extremely dark like don't get me wrong that's what i do because i like watching stuff in the dark But your entire thing, the whole movie, is that you have a million nightlights because you're scared of the dark. (laughs) So why are you sitting in a completely dark room playing the game? Like, Mm -hmm. that that just
1: struck me as odd. Yeah, and also, like, made me, uh... Uh... Like wonder like how big is this house because like you know eventually she gets attacked by the boogeyman uh but it feels like it, it's like forever for you know the dad and the mom to, or uh, the dad and the sister to <laughs> the like <mom>. yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, to, to get to her like they finally get to her and it's like oh my god what happened but it's like is the house that big that like you didn't you heard her scream or whatever and like you weren't there in like two well, seconds not I even just that like at this almost the exact same time is when the friends like
0: uh force Sadie into the closet where the guy killed himself at the, you know, earlier in the movie and then
1: seemingly which again is like uh, like who are these friends I know they're horrible <laughs> right
0: and then like the bully's like oh she's being dramatic because she's complaining about all this um, but like they lock her in a room and she's screaming and banging on the door to get, get let out and then like they have a whole fight she slaps her and like they're they're yelling bitch at each other. And I'm like, mm. How is the dad not hearing some of this? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like they're <laughs> in the same house. Like the, like how the rooms in a house do not contain that much sound. Like you can hear yeah. anything <laughs> loud that happens in another room. Um Unless you've got like a mansion well, with to wings, i let them have
1: the night <laughs> alone.
0: <laughs> yeah, what you know? It's it's like uh like Thunderdome. Once they're in the Thunderdome and, of her bedroom, <laughs> what goes on there is not my business. They they have to like <laughs> deal with it themselves.
1: Um, all of that. Also, was weird. like they they set these this bully girl up to be like so mean and. This is, like, all the comeuppance she gets She gets slapped in the face. Like, she should at least have, like, her own, like, maybe she doesn't have to die, but at least have her own, like, little mini encounter with the boogeyman or something just to, like, freak her out or something. Yeah, on that subject as well, this is the last time you see
0: the best friend as well. The best friend leaves with the other girls, and there's never, like, a moment. So so it feels like the ending to this is that she's just lost her best friend, and, like, there's no Hmm. resolution where you say, like, the Billy girl gets comeuppance or learns Hmm. the error of her ways, or the best friend, like, sides with her and says, okay, F those, like, because you would think at this point she'd be like, yeah, okay, like, maybe she leaves here because, yeah, okay, it feels like Sadie's acting crazy, (laughs) and, but, Mm. like, you would think she'd come back and be like, you know what, I've been forcing these other friends on you, I should just be there Mm -hmm. for you, kind of thing, but she just leaves the movie, that's it, she's gone (laughs) at this point, so it doesn't feel like there's much of a payoff to that either,
1: uh, bizarrely. And, uh, you know, I'm and, and thinking about this scene now. I, I completely forgot this happened. But, like, another thing that just makes no sense is, like, uh, so at the start of the scene, they she reveals that she has, like, a, a joint that was, like, her mom's, and they're kind of like... Yeah, which, by the like, way, oh. looked ancient and moldy and not safe to use but yes yeah like i i I don't know much about weed but like yeah like i i wouldn't want to use something that was like (laughs) yeah it looked like it was like five years old or something it
0: it wasn't even like a specific thing it was just like it was just collecting dirt and (laughs) dust for a long time so um,
1: yeah whatever uh but then like you know they're kind of like passing it around and then like she inhales she starts choking and then she ends up like uh getting her sister's baby tooth that was pulled into the closet like caught in her throat yeah so there was
0: a scene earlier where they do the whole string on the the door handle to pull out the the little sister's baby tooth which by the way Mm. I have never understood how you tie that around your tooth well enough I thought the same thing I was like
1: how the hell do you do which which is not
0: unique to this movie I've just always thought this I'm like how do you even tie it around the tooth especially strong enough that it'll actually you know keep hold of it when it's pulled but whatever (laughs) Uh, but yeah we see the boogeyman like pull it into the closet yeah and it comes out of her mouth which is a little disgusting uh but But it's just like that's one of the boogeyman's powers i guess (laughs) yeah it feels so random yeah it feels just a random horror movie thing rather than Mm. something that's like specific to what they've set up that this thing can do uh Mm. so yeah it just like it's painfully generic and derivative Mm. is is basically what i'd say about it it's not the worst of its kind don't get me wrong there is definitely worse right uh much worse even but like I am so sick of these types of movies at this point, and it's just so by the numbers and just slots into any of them. And like I said, you could take the music from this movie and swap it with another movie of its type, mm. and I bet like you like it would work. You know, you you could yeah. take you know, the creepy music for the suspense scenes and just swap it with the other ones, and it, they all sound the same. And it just you know it's got no identity
1: <laughs> of its own, sadly. Yeah, I mean the, I I think the worst part about it is is that like. I I just feel disappointed because, like, I expect so much more (laughs) from everyone because, like, I like the director, uh, I like the actors, um, you know, again, based on Stephen King's story, which, um, you know, I mean, you know, in terms of adaptations, I mean, he has so many stories and movies and stuff that, like, you know, his adaptations are all over the place. Sometimes they're amazing, sometimes they're god-awful, but I feel like a lot of the times are at least, even the bad ones, though, like, are kind of, like, fun to watch. Uh, but, yeah, this is just so generic. And then I don't think we mentioned, like, the script writers, but um, I think they actually had some pretty good writers on it. Like, I, I believe it was the guy that... Uh, well, actually, I, I think it was the original script was from the guys that did A Quiet Place, which, you know, was a movie I, I think we both enjoyed. Um, and then I think uh, after... <laughs> well, yeah, but
0: uh, I counted on the first guy. He did A Quiet Place, mm-hmm. but he also did 65, which came out
1: earlier this year. Uh, okay. That was not good, Tim. <laughs> I'll just... Uh, Okay. <laughs> Made that clear. Uh, and then I, I I could be wrong, but I think after them, there was another person on it that did the rewrite, uh, which I think was the guy that did um, Black Swan. Yeah, Black Swan. Uh, uh, which, which I like. I, I thought it was, a, yeah. I, I like that movie. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess writing is kind of, can be kind of dodgy because whatever, like things can change. Like, so, like, yeah. Although, weirdly, uh,
0: other than one other movie, like almost nothing since Black Swan, did a movie called Skeleton Twins, mm-hmm. which is not, Anything like oh, that's these. the
1: yeah. Uh, that's um, crapo. What's his name? Uh, this is the guy that does Barry? <laughs> oh, Hader, hey Bill Hader. Hey, yeah, yeah. It's Bill Hader and Christian uh, Wig, were like suicidal twins <laughs> or something. That that uh, that was kind of like a good dramedy movie. Ah, yeah. uh, and then he worked uh, on a TV show, and that's that's all he's done uh, since Black Swan. Yeah, interesting. Um, but I, I don't know, like the. And like at the very least, you know, it's like it's it's something there. It's not just like, you know, someone that did like the Seventh Children of the Corn sequel. It's like oh, like they actually had like you know at least one decent thing under the belt. Uh, but again, like yeah, it's a lot of, you know, people that I generally I would think would would do better than well i think this. i'm not surprised to hear that it was a short story that king
0: did because i can imagine it being yeah. like just one short story well, about a kid hearing a voice from the closet that eventually gets well, them or something like
1: that well no I, I i can tell you exactly what it what it is the so the scene where um i, I forget the actor's name because it's kind of like long like uh down <laughs> damn something uh uh <clears throat> the the he plays Lester Billings but basically you know the, the, the oh, guy yeah, that the, comes the, in the dad of the previous family yeah yeah so th- that scene with him going into the therapist's office that's basically the whole short story like, okay. like if you just take yeah. like whatever that five minute scene and then it has a little bit of a different ending like <clears throat> it's been so long since I, I read it but I believe it's like he comes in and he's telling like he's talking about the boogeyman to the therapist um, and then I, I believe the ending is like uh, the therapist like secretary comes in and then she sees that like the the boogeyman is like dressed up as a the therapist or something like that or like the therapist is the boogeyman there, there's something along those lines but uh, essentially it's basically just that like five minute scene or whatever um and then yeah, they built, like, a 90-other-minute movie it, it around doesn't it. doesn't
0: surprise me that it was a focus thing. That I can imagine that on its own, this creepy story, this guy coming in talking about a monster, but he might have just killed these kids. Maybe it's ambiguous as to whether he did or not. Like, I can see that being quite a tense thing on its own. Mm-hmm. But I think the problem is, like, the rest of this movie is just... It's just the cookie-cutter, like, here's a supernatural yeah. horror movie from the last decade or so, and uh, we're just going to fill in the blanks, and here it is. Like, there's n- there's nothing special or unique about it um it's I agree, yeah. exceptionally generic it's yeah it's uh <sighs> it's unfortunate uh obviously we'd uh, hope for more but uh, it feels like we have at least a couple of these every year that we just yeah. get to complain about <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> uh i would love nothing more than to be pleasantly surprised i, I hope insidious 5 is good because 4, 4 sucked but you know i, I like that <laughs> franchise so
1: I think we'll get a few like surprises, you know, oh, uh, no throughout the rest of the year. There's there's some stuff I'm looking forward to. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I I I I tried to tamper my expectations once I started hearing about the reviews and stuff, but I don't know, I I was still like pretty let down by this. I I honestly I felt a little bit more positive coming into the uh review, but I mean the more we talk about it the more just the bad stuff stands out <laughs> a lot more than yeah, like any of the okay
0: stuff. Yeah, my curve watching this was kind of lukewarm, and then we get to the the woman talking about cavemen and the boogeyman, and it kind of plummeted, and it never recovered from there. And I was kind of like rolling my eyes or even laughing a little bit at some of the things they yeah. did after that. So yeah, rough time. Um, so I suppose <clears throat> we should rate
1: the boogeyman out of ten uh yeah like i said i think coming in i was maybe more like kind of uh, straight down the middle thinking maybe five-ish but yeah the more we talk about it the more kind of <laughs> angry or I, I i get so i think i'm actually going to go down just to a four um it's yeah I, uh, it's a shame like i i mean it I, I definitely don't think it's worth going out to the theater um do no. If you obviously, if, Tim, if you, when you said I want to go see the Boogeyman, let's do an episode on it, and I'm like, Really, that one? Okay, I'll do it because I'm always game to get an episode in, but right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, there's really not much I can say But Again, the only thing like I, I feel it's like somewhat redeeming is that you know, the cast is pretty good, but I mean, uh, the best cast in the world if you're not if you don't have like a good material to you know, bring to life or whatever. I mean, what good does that do you? It just, it's really just playing on all the tropes that we've just talked about time and time again that we just don't like. It Um, it never feels like it has its gimmick. You know, it feels like a movie that
0: wants to have a gimmick where this is this movie's thing. And given the guy that Um, did host, that had a gimmick. hmm. That was the, you know, the gimmick was the the Zoom call, right? Even dash cam, but the sounds of it
1: has its gimmick of how it does its phone footage, but... Right, yeah. Like, and I I think, yeah, because like, I think... (sighs) Most of, if not all of, like, uh, dash cam was d- done on, like, an iPhone or something like that. Mm. So... <clears throat> so I mean, maybe you know it, it works. Maybe he, you know, Rob Savage works better when he's actually like like writing the material and or like he has like a gimmick or a limitation, you know. Versus now when yeah he's just doing like a studio script and doing a studio horror movie or whatever. um But uh, I feel bad because you know he's a very likable person. You know, I've, I've listened to plenty of podcasts uh, with him on, it and he's you know he's definitely passionate about like movies and horror and you know it seems like he you know had a good time making it but it's yeah yeah unfortunately it it just didn't deliver and uh like you said it just like everything about it just feels so like derivative of other movies like yeah it's like lights out it's like smile it's like it it's like (laughs) all these, I don't know, Darkness Falls. <laughs> like, oh, it's like... Wow, <laughs> what a what, a what a Shot across the bow. It's, uh... Oof, I don't know. Is it better than... I don't know, do you remember, like, in the early 2000s there was a Boogeyman movie? I never saw the Boogeyman from the early 2000s, but I remember it reviewing horribly. <laughs> I, I saw it, and I, I cannot tell you what it is about. I, it's like you know, I saw it when it came out, but it was like completely left my brain. But I don't know, maybe that's something we should do at some point. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm sure it's terrible. This one's probably better than that. I'll I'll, I'll give it that a little bit of a compliment. I mean, that's faint praise, um, but yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that
0: that's basically my it's... score was four. If anyone forgets, I yeah, forgot. Four or ten. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought you rated. I thought I thought we were done with the raids. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I think in my head I was kind of like down to a five quite early in the movie, and but like we've said, like by the end it plummeted a bit more. So four feels about right because it's not it's not as painful as some other movies we've done certainly, yeah. but I do not think it's good. I think it's thoroughly in the bad camp. So I think four out of ten <sighs> feels right to me. So. Shame. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, so. You know, we, we are still using the backlog of pre-recorded episodes. There's not actually that many left now, but um, this will be <laughs> slotted in. And then we'll be back to the pre-recorded ones. But we may slot in an Insidious 5 review. Um, and I suspect that by October season, we'll be back doing uh, regular episodes. And regular <laughs> bonus content <laughs> for the patrons. So uh, mm. hopefully you enjoyed the discussion. We will see you uh, soon with more horror movie discussions. But yeah, over at patreon.com slash TV, you can support the content. Um, a bonus episodes will be coming back later in the year, but there is a back catalogue of about 40 of them, plus uh, about 12 uh, even more streams, which will also be back once we're back doing uh, you know regular recordings. So, uh, look forward to that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to even more streams coming back, just so I've got an excuse to watch more random horror movies every month.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, the... Um... My horror watching, uh, has been pretty down lately. Like I've, uh, my wife and I have been catching up on like a lot of like TV mm. and stuff. Um, and you know, we've been watching like random movies here and there, but, uh, yeah, I actually haven't been watching as much horror stuff lately. So I'm trying to get back in the groove of that and trying to work on some of my, uh, like shutter and screen box back catalog. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it'll, be, it'll be nice once yeah I have more reason to do it. Yeah, I haven't played a lot of video
0: games recently, so I think my movie watching that's outside too, of yeah. Yeah. outside of the stuff for review <laughs> has been a little bit down. But, hey, uh, so, yeah, so all that to look forward to. Um, more streams before long, do not worry. But that is mm-hmm. our discussion on The Boogeyman. Let us know what you thought of it in the comments if you've seen it. And, of course, if you can't support us financially over on Patreon, that's okay. You can like, subscribe, you can ding the bell for notifications, you can share us on social media. Uh, any and all of these things uh, do help uh, but first and foremost just watch everything <laughs> multiple <laughs> times even if you want uh, you know all, please all, all good mm-hmm. uh, but that is the show so thank you once again for watching or listening. we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies and we will see you next time uh, see you later freaks